0: What's going on today? Hope the day is treating you well. Wanted to let you know the podcast is proudly brought to you by Muskoka Spray Foam Insulation. If you need your home spray foamed, be sure to check out msfi.ca today. Drew and the crew over at Muskoka are waiting for you to help you with your spray foam needs. Be sure to check out msfi.ca today. We're also proudly brought to you by Boone Contracting. They pride themselves on excellent customer service and quality workmanship. They specialize in every aspect of contracting, residential or commercial, from complete custom renovations, decks, fencing and more. Be sure to check out boonecontracting.ca. Are you ready to go offside? Because it's Offside Hockey Talk with your host, James Roberts. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've been very lucky lately to sit down with some great PA announcers across the NHL, and tonight is no exception, sitting down with the legendary John Trace of the Ottawa Senators. I appreciate you taking the time, sir. How is everything in Ottawa right
1: now? Things are going well, thanks for having me. Uh, Thanks for the compliment, not quite a legend yet. (laughs) uh, Appreciate the comment
0: Listen, hey, if we start saying it now, people will fall in line, and that's what you'll be called from here on out. So we'll start it here, and when it finally (laughs) catches, you can say, you know, remember that day on Offside when he called me a legend? That's where it started, and it kept on. There you go. (laughs) So obviously having you on tonight, i got to ask right out of the gate, Obviously, the Hockey Hall of Fame selection was done today, and former Sen, a great senator, uh, Marion Hossa, got the call to the Hall. What are some of your fondest memories of Marion Hossa? You
1: know, he's just a, he's a great player. He had a great career. He uh, contributed in many ways for the Sens, for the for the Thrashers, the Penguins, Blackhawks as well. Obviously, his career in Chicago. He's just, He's just a great player and a great guy overall. Good to watch. Fun to watch for sure.
0: Now a lot of people are a little upset. You know, they're they're excited for the people that got in. But there's a little bit of outcry today that uh, Mr. Alexander McGilney didn't make it in. Um, being a fan around hockey myself, I think he should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, I'm wondering for you, do you think Alex McGilney deserves to be in, um, you know, this year? Or maybe do you think it's down the line? It looks like next year it's pretty much a lock for the guys that can be possibly going in. So I'm wondering your thoughts on Alex McGillney.
1: On Alex McGillney, I, I don't know. I think Alfie should be in the Hall of Fame. I think his time will come. But, uh, you know, uh, these guys that, that, that make the picks in the Hall of Fame, they obviously have a tough job. And, and you're always going to have some people that aren't necessarily happy with the picks or some people will think that, you know, this guy should come in, this guy shouldn't and whatnot. But I think we let the guys, that, the guys and girls that – that actually make those decisions make their decisions and, and really support them. But, you know, I, I really hope on, on the Sen side that, that Alfie makes it at least for the next few years. Uh astronomy Gilmy on her own I honestly not to, you know, I didn't really follow his career being a Fen fan, but uh... <laughs>
0: Well, you know, even being a Toronto Maple Leafs fan myself, I do agree, even though we've had some heated battles with Daniel Elferson over the years in the playoffs and the stick-tossing fake and everything like that, I still do believe um, him as a player and also off the ice the things that he's done around the city of Ottawa definitely deserves to be in the Hall of Fame and and should be in there very short order. Um, But again, it looks like they've already started nailing down next year's, if you look at some of the tweets from some of the guys who are close to it, so... You know, maybe not next year for Alfie, but I definitely agree with you. He definitely deserves to be in there, and hopefully sooner than later.
1: For sure, yeah.
0: Well, we'll talk. I hope about so,
1: him. you know, he's obviously being Ottawa is obviously a legend. He's, uh, he's, you know, he does so much, especially for for mental health cases in Ottawa. He's had quite the career. He's, he's, he's you know, I really hope he does make it. I'm really happy for Hosa as well. Um, uh, and you know, I I, I do think McGillney at one point should make it as well, but. Uh, we'll see we'll let the people make those decisions and again i think we're all well in the back just making our our own assumptions and you know gotta let the people make those decisions
0: that's true but that's what makes it fun right it makes it good for banter and and good for content <laughs> you sit and you talk about it and figure it out yourselves and you know you'll never get the chance you know to make the selection at least i won't you might one day but uh, i know myself i won't but you always want to throw your two cents in.
1: never <laughs> know. If you start saying it now, just like you said, maybe one day I'll be a legend, or maybe one day you'll be picking Hall of Famers.
0: <laughs> and we'll have this conversation for real about who should be in. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I got to ask. There's another buzz, obviously, around the city um, with the Ottawa Senators having two draft picks, potentially maybe even getting one and two overall. What is the buzz around the city? How palpable is it? I know I can see it online. A lot of people are excited for it. Um, what is the feeling you're getting from Sense Nation and how everybody's getting you know ready for this draft?
1: Yeah, you know what? I think I think there's a huge buzz. I don't think people have been this excited for a draft uh, draft lottery in a long time. And, uh, in terms of sense, man, you know, the potential of having a number one or two overall pick is just it's it's unreal. It's really the franchise changing. Um, especially if you look at the draft. I mean, the classes here are just unbelievable. Even if we we did get unlucky, and I and I say unlucky very loosely because you know. Five and six, look at the guys that are that are protected to be there. That that's the worst that the fans can do in this in this draft. And you know, guys one through six, even, you know, all the way all the way up to to, to ten, you know. Five and six I think they got Remo, Perfetti, maybe Michael Rossi and some guys where you get lucky, you get LaFreniere, here, Susan Byfield, you know, it's it's crazy. The top ten in this draft, you know, I mean I'm excited I know guys around me are excited. People on Twitter are really excited. I think Friday's gonna be that day. Um, that could really change the Senators' franchise, having one of these players that uh, you know join our young core. Um, I'm 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 really excited, and uh, you know, I think a lot of people in Ottawa are as well. And you know, having that, we have three first, we have three first-round picks this draft. Yeah, um, I mean that's that's unheard. I mean, you're lucky. You know, I mean, anyways, I'm very passionate about it. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing who we pick. Like the fact that we have three picks in the top in the first round, I think we have two or three in the second round, it's a stacked draft, and I think the Sens are going to get a lot of good picks, a lot of good prospects.
0: No, I think you guys are going to make way like bandits, and I think it's a good thing. I mean, and I'll say this here, you know, I've always said it, even with the Habs and other teams that are in the Atlantic, you never want to see a team do bad, and you know, as much as the battles happen with the Ottawa Senators, and you guys would always crush us in the early 2000s throughout the regular season, and we win the playoffs, you know, it's still one of those things you would rather see both teams doing well and playing each other at the top of the game and getting a Lafreniere or getting a Byfield or, or anyone in that top 10. You know, just thinking about that is just insane. You know, getting that sure, game changing yeah. player. So,
1: can only imagine seeing an Ottawa Toronto Eastern Conference final. That would be insane.
0: Oh, the the roof would blow off the building because, you know, everybody would come back out of the woodworks. I remember the early 2000s, you know, you had, uh, what was it, Adam Sandler making songs and, you know, everybody having fun with it and just going along. I mean, it was absolutely Yeah, I think think
1: back in the 2000s, TSN 1200, or the team used to be called, had made a parody song about the Leafs and, you know, the rivalry is, is... was crazy in the early two thousands, so I hope that that one day that comes back and we can see it fired up, you know, really.
0: Well really I mean you guys cool. are trending in the the absolute right direction with some of the picks you've made. I mean you look at the Chuck, uh you look at Thomas Shabbat, you know, um the players are there. It's the the building is happening. And I mean you took a bunch of my favorite kind of guys from the Leafs. I love Tyler Ennis, even though he was there for a year. Connor Brown was a guy who finally got us to the playoffs um, you know so you have some players from my side of the fence that I loved you know over there doing good things and couldn't say enough, enough about yeah, Connor,
1: Connor Brown made a big difference this year I think he really stepped up his game and uh, Tyler Ennis played really well as well um, yeah I think we have a really young you know a young core a bunch of guys that are going to really make a difference next year we got some good prospects coming in Josh Norris uh, Drake Batherson and uh, you know that's just to name a few I think I think we're we're gonna compete soon and you had you had a guy potentially like Lafreniere, Byfield, Rossi, Raymond, all these students all these guys that, that could potentially join our roster, you know. I think defense fans have really something to look forward to.
0: Well, you know, it was a little bit sad when Eric Carlson left and obviously, you know, the pick in the Duchesne deal and you know, deciding to keep your pick and getting to Chuck, which is a great move, and then not having a pick in the first, you know, now having the three you know, it's almost like the, the good fortune came around. It just, you had to wait for it. And, you know, you had to watch John Cabriel Pajot leave this, I believe it was this year or last year. It all seems That's to be sure. melding yeah, together. Trigger, yeah. <laughs> it's all melding together for me now, obviously, with the the, the COVID lockout, so sort to of speak. But, you know, yeah. you watch players go, but now the opportunity is there to kind of bring it back up and bring it up to speed and it looks like it's being done right. So I'm excited for it. I'm excited for the Battle of Ontario to get back on track. And if you guys land year and Byfield, the rivalry will go up a few notches. And I do believe you guys will be back to beating us in the regular season. I just hope we can repeat the early 2000s and take care of things <laughs> in the playoffs.
1: No, I don't think so. I think the forks the going to around.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll beat you in the regular season and we'll lose when it counts. That's that's what's going to no, no, happen. We'll, so, we'll
1: beat you We'll beat you at both sides.
0: Oh, pillar to post. I like it. I like the chirpiness. Listen, <laughs> we'll, I'm very we'll excited. We'll talk at the
1: end of next year as well.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you know what? Hey, the end of next year, honestly, it'll be probably a shortened season, which is good, I think, for young athletes coming in that aren't used to an 82 grind of the NHL. So I think it's going, to be, it's going to bode well for you guys, especially if you guys get Lafreniere and Byfield in there and have them injected right into your lineup. It's going to be a better grind, and I think you guys will come out on top because obviously we're seeing youth is prevailing in the NHL, so a young team like you guys will definitely be up there, and as long as whoever is between the pipes is solid for you guys, I don't think you'll be a, a team to be overlooked, let's say it that way. For sure. Now for yourself obviously you are doing the PA announcing for the Ottawa centers which is huge everybody would covet that position it's like having the keys to the candy store you get to call your favorite players goals you get to get everybody amped up I'm um, wondering for you what got you interested in getting behind the mic what got you excited for you know wanting to try your voice talents out and get everybody to hear it
1: you know when I started as a kid i I, I... I used to watch, uh, used to watch games all the time, pretending that I was the announcer it used to drive my mom crazy. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, pretending to, pretending to announce every player every time I'd watch baseball games, hockey games, whatever I watched, I'd always pretend to be the guy announcing players. Um, then I grew up like every hockey kid wanting to make the NHL. And, uh, I mean, I wasn't very good. <laughs> I mean, my very good, I was terrible hockey player. Um, I ended up switching to roughing. Um, Made a decent level of and and uh, but obviously I didn't make the NHL as a ref. And then I was lucky enough to get a job with the Sens in 2008. Um, and like I said, I've been doing I've been doing various positions with the Sens since 2008. So that was kind of my I got to work in the NHL. Didn't get the play, didn't get the ref, but I definitely made it. And, you know, just, just being able to work for an NHL team was, was a dream come true. And let alone make my way up to becoming a PA announcer was even more. And I mean, from, from reminiscing as a kid, announcing in front of TVs and, and just annoying my mom all the time, yeah. to then, you know, being in front of thousands of people, or not in front, I guess, but being there with thousands of people cheering on your team, and, you know, with, it, it, it's amazing. And that's that's kind of, it was a dream for
0: Well, getting to have the dream, obviously, comes with lots of big moments. Um, You know, I've had a a few people on, like Al Murdoch and Phil Hewlett and and Mike Ross, and I've asked them all the question, you know, what is one of your biggest takeaways, your biggest moment that you've got to call so far? I mean, there's so many you probably can choose from, but is there one that sticks out in your mind that absolutely kind of gets you pumped up just thinking about it?
1: I think... I mean, I I have a lot (laughs) in the the few funny years that I've done this, but I'd say that... Oh, sorry, most recently, um, I would say it was Bobby Ryan's return from, uh, from being away for, for a few months. That hat trick. He got a hat trick in his first game back and being able to announce his third goal. And, and, and then we always kind of hang on the, on the Bobby. And I think I said Bobby for so long that I almost passed out on my chair. <laughs> um, that's, how, you know, that's how fired up I was. That's how fired up the crowd was. It sounded like there was 100,000 people in the arena cheering him on. Um, and just the emotion that went through that, you know, him going through that difficult time and then coming back and, and scoring a hat trick in his first game back in Ottawa. That's just like it's a story you you couldn't even make that up. Um, so I think recently that's that's probably my biggest memory.
0: Well, it's an absolute huge memory, and that night, I mean, it went down as one of the the biggest nights of this season, and you know, maybe if not the biggest night, I think it should be. Um, everything that he battled and went through and to come back and to score that hat trick at home and just the emotion. You even watched the replays and everybody just couldn't believe that it was happening. And when it did happen, the third goal, you know, I don't care what fan of a team you were, you were excited, you were happy, and
1: you really were happy. I'm getting shivers right now just talking about it. It, it, It's like it's – that was probably the craziest thing I've ever witnessed and, you know, being being in an arena and and, and just – like you say, that was what he's gone through and being able to come back and just, just do that and it was yeah.
0: No, it, it's it's a moment and you know, you being on that side, getting to call and to hang on the Bobby Ryan and to hang on that Bobby and just make it more and just drive it home just a little bit more and you know, sometimes in those moments you get lost and that's what you did. You got lost for a second, like you said, and you almost passed out, but you're just there with everyone. And, you know, you're just conveying the goal, but you're still with everybody who's going absolutely bonkers. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I, you know, I, like, I got goosebumps right now just thinking about it because I'm replaying <laughs> it in my head just watching the replay, you know, from TSN or Sportsnet. You know, I didn't get to yeah, see exactly. it live. Just talking about it. Yeah. Like I said, I just talking about it. It's like,
1: it's crazy. I don't think we'll ever see something like that again. Right
0: no, it's, just, it's an absolute beautiful comeback, the way that it should be, right? You know, guy comes back on the ice and does something amazing on the ice and, you know, everybody rallies around him for it. That's a story. That's what we need. And, you know, I'm glad that Bobby Ryan got to do that. And I hope Bobby Ryan keeps it going and keeps the, the engine firing on scoring goals and shreds the Maple Leafs every time we, they come to town. It's, I'll be fine with that if it happens. Well, the other thing i got to ask, obviously, the, the flip side to that, there's a lot of pressure cooker kind of moments for a PA announcer and moments where... You have to convey something to the crowd that has happened, and there's been a lot of things over the past few years that have gone down, whether it be, unfortunately, the Paris attack or the Humber Broncos bus crash or Kobe Bryant passing away. Just many, many, many things, unfortunately, that have happened on the bad side of the coin. I'm wondering for yourself, how do you keep composed in those moments? And when you're conveying those messages, again, you know, we just talked about the good emotions. How do you keep the other emotion out and keep your voice steady and ready to go?
1: Yeah, that's a, that's a, that's a really good question, and it's, it's tough um, because obviously you need to portray the the emotion as well. You're fleeing these emotions every time we get those unfortunate circumstances, and, and like you said in the last season, there was quite a few of these instances where we've had to to do pre-game, you know, moment of silence and whatnot. And and, and how do you prepare for it? it it's really you gotta. You got to be really focused. You got to you got to get in the you got to get in the zone. You can't let necessarily let emotions get to you in a situation like that. Um, you got to you kind of got to choose the tone of voice that you want to do. What's appropriate for the situation. You don't want to sound you know you don't want to put too much enthusiasm because then people might they say well you know you're not you're not being respectful or you don't want to do too too little of, of emotion or then you're not enough in emotion. So it's kind of you got to find the balance in between too emotional or, 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 too enthusiastic, too enthusiastic in order to, to portray the message. Yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, but, uh, I think the more, the more we do these, the more, I mean, it, it's sad to say that, but just yeah. like everything, the more of these, these kind of moment of silences that you do, the better you get at it. I'm sure my first time, I wasn't necessarily aware of, of what I should be doing. And, um, you know i do a lot of listening to the other guys in the league I, I watch a lot of clips just to kind of see how they've been doing it um sometimes we we might not have a game on the same day that it happened so i'll listen to a guy that did it the night before um we do share a lot of information with each other we have uh, we, we chat a lot uh, amongst the guys so i think it's a really a really good group of guys that help each other out um so i think that's to answer your question for sure there's a lot of uh, a lot of ways you have to prep it up
0: no, definitely, and you know, I like I said, I've spoken to a couple other guys. It's the same thing. You want to make sure you're you're in the middle, not overbearing, not underbearing, not sure. and you just want to be on that level and and keep the voice you know to where it is. And I, I gotta wonder for you, is it something that you pre plan for? Like, do you rehearse anything that you're going to say, or do you just allow the the moment to flow as you're saying it?
1: I think it really depends on, on the circumstance. Sometimes you don't have time to prepare. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times we get I'll get the script ahead of time and I'll be able to prepare and kind of see and you know, or or not even just get the script if if something happens that morning, um, then you know the chances are we're going to say we're going to do something. So I kind of come up in my head of when I think based on previous situations what we're going to do. And, and yeah, I definitely prepare a lot um, for these moments and. Because, like like you said, you got to be in between and you really... Some people are obviously going to judge based on, you know, you're never going to please everybody on how you you make your your announcement. But I try to do my best to be prepared in every situation just to to ensure that I do the best that I can and and to respect, to be as respectful as you can. And and obviously you want to show some emotion because you're just as emotional as the people in the crowd. So I think that helps as well if you can really you know attach yourself to the situation but also show as much respect as you
0: can that is one honest answer 100 percent. i mean that's where you need to be and i appreciate the honesty in that one um for you obviously we, we spoke just a second ago about um you know bouncing ideas off of other guys in the league and pa announcers um coming up I got to ask who was a person you looked up to? You obviously, you know, you said you practice all the time, you know, you projected and had your mom all annoyed all the heck. I'm wondering who is the guy you looked up to? And is there anyone right now that you look up to and say, that's the gold standard right now. And that's where I want to be. Yeah. lost you. Oh, you there? Oh
1: yeah. Here, here we go. Okay. Yeah. So, so who do I, who do I look up to? Um, I think growing up, I you know there were some legendary guys. You know, Um, I actually grew up in Toronto, um, and so listening to Andy Frost um, was was he was fantastic. Or or watching Blue Jays, yeah. So watching exactly, yeah, watching Blue Jays games, listening to Blue Jays games. Tim Tim Langton is 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 a fantastic voice. Um, Listening to Montreal Canadiens games, Michelle LaCroix. He's, he's honestly he's a guy that you, you call legendary, and I hope one day that I can be as legendary as Michel Lacroix um, But for sure, I think Stu, who's our, our previous announcer, was really you know an, an idol for me and something someone as a mentor as well. Um, having started with the Sens in two thousand eight, I think Stu started in two thousand seven. So I I kind of was there the whole my whole career with the Sens. Stu has been a part of it. Um, so obviously, listening to him every night and kind of feeding off, you know, picking his brain, asking him for for tips, asking him for help, and just kind of just listening to him and seeing how he did it and, and his work ethic and, and how he he did the job, and then having the privilege to become his backup announcer and that was just that was great because then we got even closer. We started texting each other a bit more. You know, I, I was just picking his brain constantly and seeing how you know, how he gets through it, how he prepares for games. He would share his, his score sheets with me. He would share just information and just to make sure that I would succeed any time that I had to replace him. Um, so yeah, I think those are the kind of guys that I looked up to, but for sure Stu recently has been an amazing mentor to me.
0: Well speaking about Stu and obviously within the Ottawa Senators organization, I gotta ask, you know, listening to him and you know, picking his brain and watching was there a voice or not a voice a name that he called out that you loved and maybe emulate a little bit now um even if it's an opposing player or you know have you crafted yeah, so your own a, style
1: a lot of the guys that I say it's off Stu because when we first started when I first started replacing him we were doing a lot of games you know I wouldn't say 50-50 but uh there was one season or two seasons that we really that I filled in for him and uh so in order to make it not seem super different, like obviously we're not, we don't have the same voices, we're not the same person, but I kind of emulated a lot of the names that he would say. So Bobby Ryan, that's full credit to Stu on how he says it. And, you know, you know, guys that uh, Craig Anderson, the way that way he says it, I, I say it that same way. Just the kind of names that, that stick out that, that everyone kind of knows is coming, you know, the Bobby Ryan, everyone knew that that was coming. So I kind of, I stuck with it. And uh, so those are two names for sure that that I took off Stu, to. and we have a lot of you know we have a lot of new players, a lot of younger guys now. So I've been able to to change it and, and kind of do my own thing for those. Um, so yeah, that's.
0: Well, do you have a do you have a guy right now that is your absolute favorite to call? I'm not asking you to pick favorites on the team. I'm not trying to get anybody out yeah, of you. But
1: I love I love the body line call. Yeah, I just body. think it's so much fun, and I and I like saying Mark borvietsky um, he's a he's a fun guy to say uh, Boro Cop the Boro Cop yeah, no, yeah. He's, a, he's, he's a fun guy to say as well um, and just I think just the new guys too that are just every time you say their names the crowd goes crazy like Thomas Shabbat you know Brady Kachuk all these these younger guys where the crowd's really getting attached to them um, I think when you're able to to say a name and then have a reaction that you get I think it's successful, and I think that what fires us up as PA announcers is just seeing the crowd react. Is 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 fun?
0: No question. I got to ask for you um, again: Is there a player that has come up to you after a game, um, or even you know, once the game is done? Maybe they've seen the clip and heard you call their goal. Um, come up and say they like the way you sound. At it. has anybody ever walked? No, up No, it there?
1: hasn't happened to me yet. No. <laughs>
0: So that is coming. It would
1: be be interesting to have the feedback for sure. You know, they they play at home. You know, forty one times, forty one plus times a year, and and hopefully, I assume if I haven't heard anything, that must mean it's okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was going to be my follow up question. Have you haven't anybody that's come up and said they don't like the way that you say their name or come across that way? not just because, you know, it was bad or anything, just because maybe pronunciation, especially the way, you know, names are these days sometimes. Everybody's saying it one way, and you find out, like, five years later, that, no, he actually likes it this way. He's just being polite and didn't say anything. Yeah,
1: some some players do change. You know, a lot of European players want their names sometimes called Americanized, or, or I don't even know if that's a word, but they want to make it more Americanized. I'll use that word. Yep. And, uh, and um but yeah, no, I... Uh, I think we, we do a lot of like I said, I think like Mike and, and Al have probably told you that, you know, we do a lot of research before to make sure that at least like names properly, especially our own guys. You don't want to mess up your own players' names and, and, and we talk amongst each other so that the difficult names, a new guy that gets signed or a new guy that gets called up or whatnot, you know, all if if, if we get like For players that get traded, obviously saying Connor Brown, Tyler Ennis is not that difficult. But if, if a guy from Toronto got traded to Ottawa, and I looked, and I'm not quite sure how to say it, you know, I'll give Mike a call and I'll ask Mike, you know, how do you say it and whatnot. So we have a really great group of announcers that, like I said earlier, really help us out.
0: Well, no, definitely. And the other thing that I've I've done in research talking to you guys is announcer help. I don't know if you know about that, but. Obviously, I have Later. it up on the screen right now, and it just has the list of all the players, and it's your voice, obviously, saying all the different players' names. So that's another good tool for all of you guys to bounce off each yeah, other, too. Yeah, so
1: at the beginning of during the training camp, we we tend to look through our training camp roster, because those are tra- probably the guys that at one point will play for our team. So we go through our, our whole roster and we submit them. Uh and uh, you know it's been a great help for, for all the guys throughout the league, and uh, you know nothing better than hearing it from that team's PA announcer. Um, obviously, throughout the the year, players get traded, and then sometimes it, they don't get updated as much. But you know the old team, and just look at who the old team who used to play with. So not, uh, it's a great help. The league also has a pronunciation guide, so comparing it to the two, or if it if if you know if it's not on the guide, it's not on the website. If all else fails, you know YouTube, and, and start looking at. You know how you know the broadcasters are saying their names,
0: definitely. Well, I know for the broadcasters, sometimes it's different depending on what feed you're listening to, and we've heard that with a few guys going through Toronto, whether it be Zaitsev or um, Caberlet, was one for a long time, whether it was Cabrala or Cabriolet. Um So, yeah, yeah,
1: Tavares, Tavares, there's
0: yeah, a lot of <laughs> there's, there's a long list, and I guess it'll be forever growing. Um, gotta the uh, one thing I really want to ask for you. Obviously, everybody has the Holy Grail moment of, you know, they want to call a Game 7 Stanley Cup win in overtime for their team. Um, Besides that moment, besides the Stanley Cup win, is there another moment that you can think of that you'd like to be involved in? whether it's with the Senators or maybe with a a Team Canada or, you know, the Olympics or something like that? Yeah,
1: so so, you stole my punch. I was going to say, you know, the Ottawa Senators are Stanley Cup champions. (laughs) So I'll say Ottawa Senators are Eastern Conference champions to start. But, uh, no, in terms of my career, I'd love to announce the Olympics That'd be That'd be a, an amazing experience, whether it be hockey or, or really any sport. I mean, I wouldn't beg—beggars can't be choosers in that situation. If they call me up or if I got a got an offer to go do any sport, then that—that that would be that'd be crazy. That'd be probably the highlight of my life being able to travel somewhere and be a part of the Olympics. So that's—I'd have to answer that. Um, number one would be sense winning the Stanley Cup. Uh, number two definitely would be the Olympics.
0: <laughs> well, Fodi Soteropoulos, if you're listening be sure to make sure you give John Troche a call when you guys go to the Olympics. Fody's the director of Calm for those guys, and he's been on the show and listens to the show, so I'll put that plug in there just for you, because obviously Thanks. it'd be great to get you across that board. Hey, but
1: call me. Call me. I'm bilingual.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so is Fody. He worked in the Q for, what, I think it was about eight years um, doing the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. Um, so now he's up with Team Canada So hopefully, uh Maybe that little plug will get something rolling Get the ball rolling Like we said earlier, right? Yeah, start somewhere Exactly yeah. <laughs> Well, John, I want to thank you very much for taking the time And before I let you go I want to ask In your heart of hearts How do you think the two picks end up for the Ottawa Senators? And since fans do not hold it against him He's not a bearer of any luck It's just his opinion hey, I,
1: I, I've done the draft lottery simulator I've done it on your
0: page about twenty times already.
1: I, I did it. No, no, I did it. I did it once, and I got one, two, and I haven't done it
0: again. Wow!
1: So that's what uh, I'm going with one, two. Uh, but like I said earlier, I, I'm happy with you know I'm happy with any of these picks. They're they're they're, they're all great players. Um, I'd lie if I say I wouldn't want number one. But if we don't end up with number one, then you know I'm satisfied with two, three, four, five, or six.
0: Well, when Friday night comes and goes and the draft picks are shaken out to where they're going to be, I will be making sure to send you a very good tweet about what happens. And if you guys end up with 1-2, it'll be very sweet to see Alexis Lafreniere and Quinton Byfield in Ottawa Senators' uniforms if it shakes down that way. We know Lafreniere will be first. Who knows who goes second. But I will be very afraid to play the Ottawa Senators from that point
1: forward. I, uh, I think it's gonna we're gonna be dangerous next year, and I think we talked about it earlier the buzz is going. People are excited for Friday, and I think uh, I think there'll be a lot of happy people in Ottawa once uh, once the final draft comes or the draft lottery.
0: No, definitely. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I thank you very much for taking the time, John, and I hope to speak with you once the regular season resumes for everyone. Hopefully, uh, this winter coming up, if everything goes well, and uh, get you back on before the season kicks off.
1: For sure. Thanks a lot for having me.
0: Not a problem. Thank you so much, sir. So as you heard, that was John Trache of the Ottawa Senators PA announcer. And as we started the podcast off, obviously he doesn't think he's a legend, but obviously anyone doing the PA calls for a team is a legendary to all hockey fans because they carry the voice of the goal that is scored by your players on your team. So they mean that much more in the building, amping everyone up. And all the other things they get to do to help the crowd throughout the game and throughout the evening. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this episode of Offside. That is it for today. Check it out. Check out each and every episode. And be sure to check out Tarps Off Hockey. We are launching this weekend. And get it done. Get over there. Check it out for in your face hockey content. You will not be disappointed. All right, ladies and gentlemen, take her easy.